The Wicked Smart Sports Guide is brought to you by SunMaxBatteries.com, the go-to website for all your battery needs. SunMax Batteries carries a full line of super heavy-duty ultra-alkaline lithium and button cell batteries. SunMax Batteries compares in quality to well-known national brands, and the best part, SunMax Batteries are priced much lower than their competitors. Flashlights, remote controls, gaming controls, headphones, digital cameras, hearing aids, smoke lamps, whatever device you need a battery for, SunMax has the best batteries at the best price for your device. Order a 24-pack of AA or AAA heavy-duty batteries for only $5.99 or a 24-pack of ultra-alkaline, ideal for all kinds of gaming and high-tech devices at just $12.99. Order today and use code, code BOSTON, that's code, code BOSTON or all over case at checkout and save 20% off your entire order. Once again, that's code, code BOSTON at checkout and save big today, semi-batteries.com, C-E-L-L-M-A-X-Batteries.com, the official sponsor of the Wicked Smart Sports Guys. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Wicked Smart Sports Guys podcast. Thanks as always to Dolly Dreams for the intro music. This week, we're doing a recording of last night's post-game show, filled in for Ev, Ev Guy Boston on the post-game show on Twitter, and it was a live reaction to the Celtics-Lakers game, answered questions, hung out with a lot of the fans, talked about what happened last night, obviously not a great game for the Celtics, but a great finish overall, impartially, so... We talked about what went down there and talked about some more Celtics-related things, trade ideas, etc. And it was a lot of fun, so check it out. All right, post-game Twitter show. Filling in for Ev. Uh, Ev couldn't make it tonight. He had some some issues. Some you know, Ev's got a new dog. It's a long story, but Ev couldn't make it tonight, so we're filling in today on the post-game show for the Celtics. And of course, they fall to the Lakers. By one point at the end, and it, let's just get right into it. Let's talk about the final play because that's the play on everybody's minds. Now, Kemba Walker comes up with the ball after the seal on Anthony Davis. And Kemba Walker having a tough night, Kemba. And it was it, this is going to be a night that, that Kemba would love to ha- have back. And Kemba's probably going to have a lot of these nights where he, he can't quite find it, at least early on here. And, you know, we've seen it so far this season is, is, as he continues to come back from this knee issue. So he gets the ball there. He's having a tough night, and he tries to throw it up to Brown. The pass isn't perfect. Brown has to stumble a little bit to get it. It's out of control. He's defended anyway, even if it was a perfect pass. It's, there's no guarantee Brown scores there, but very frustrating. I blame this one on Kemba's four points only. I mean, Kemba's going to be the scapegoat for this one, guys. I mean, it's 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 pretty obvious. Uh, that was Lewis in the chat saying he blames Kemba. I don't blame you guys if you blame Kemba. I mean... We're going to start with that final play to continue here. So Kemba, you know, not a perfect pass, but he throws it to Brown. Brown stumbles a little bit. You know, ball finds its way back to Kemba, and Kemba takes a shot that we've seen Kemba hit before. You remember back in the playoffs against Philly, against Toronto, Kemba hit that shot a lot. So honestly, when he stepped back there, I didn't feel too bad about it. I said, you know, Kemba's hit the shot before, and he's having a tough night, but one of these has got to find the bottom of the net, and you, you thought it might be that one, and it just wasn't. And uh, it just kind of was the unperfect ending to the unperfect night that was Kemba's night. Um, I see in the chat, it's gear. We had a timeout, right? We They did sell this, didn't have a timeout. You heard on the broadcast, Mark Jackson said, perhaps not, you know, you don't use that timeout, right? Because they have hair on the floor. Maybe you like that matchup better. And that's what Brad Stevens decided to do, I guess, running in transition, Scoring opportunities are always easier in transition, but when it's so frantic, it's so chaotic, you can never bet on it. I see you guys still still ragging on Kemba in the chat. Trade Kemba now, or is that overreacting? Frustrating like always. I mean, the problem with trading Kemba now is you're selling low, and if you tune into the pregame show, 
You heard us talking about the possibility of trading Kemba, maybe for Bradley Beal, if the Celtics can work out a three-team trade where Kemba goes somewhere else, or maybe Kemba goes to Washington and Westbrook goes somewhere else. Some like some way to to ship Kemba out for that. That's probably unrealistic at this point unless Kemba starts playing better. But I understand why everybody's frustrated at Kemba Walker because he didn't have a good night. Tice with the layup put back but failed. Tice had a really good night, but he couldn't quite get it. I, I don't know if that at the end, uh, if it was after the buzzer, it was close. Um, I don't know if he, if that would have counted if he got it off. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the real one everybody's going to be talking about is Kemba Walker taking that shot when Jalen Brown's having a great night. Jason Tatum's having a great night. Tatum was the one who hit that shot on, on Anthony Davis and, 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 and was the man down the stretch. Tatum was the go- go-to guy, and he was coming through on every turn. Jason Tatum was was nails. He was nails in the final two minutes, Tatum. And he probably should have got the ball there. Um, you know, Kemba Walker, did he want redemption? Did he just want redemption? Did he just think, you know what? It hasn't been my night to this point, but now it's going to come. I got a good matchup. I know I'm going to get a good look. But at the end of the day, does, does Kemba Walker just have to subjugate himself and say, you know what? It's not my night. And Kemba Walker, does he just need to accept He's the third guy now. He's the third in line. Last year, he was the second guy. He was the second guy behind Jason Tatum. Now Brown has, you know, de-seated him there. And it's not close. It's not close anymore. Last year, it was close with Brown and Kemba, you could even say. I mean, it wasn't, I don't think it was that close. But Kemba, you know, was the second guy. But Brown was, you know, on his heels. And, and so this year, it's not close. Kemba is clearly, clearly the third guy. Very, very clearly. Brown is a bit entertaining or 1A and 1B. And Kemba's three. Like, it's it's not close. So in that situation, Kemba should probably know to give the ball up. Um, it's gear. If Kemba plays better and still miss that shot, I would not be mad. And that's that's another thing. That's another great point that it comes down to is, yeah, if Kemba Walker, if he, if he you know, 5-10 that night, misses the final shot, maybe he'll live with it. You know, if Kemba Walker has 18 points, and we know Kemba's done clutch stuff in the past, we know how good he can be. If he does that, maybe maybe you're more okay with it. But the night he had to take that shot, you, you either need to make it or you need to have a better night. You can't have both those things happen. Uh, Lewis, again, the, J- the Jalen Brown missed free throws. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. We'll spend a little more time on Kemba. Um, let's, let's trade Kemba while he still has some value. I mean, how much value does he have? Like, what do, what do you guys think? What do you guys think they can trade Kemba for? Because uh, I don't think it's a lot. And as you guys probably know, I know some of you guys, I recognize some of you guys from Ev Streams. Ev couldn't do the post game tonight, filling in for Ev on the post game tonight. We have to talk about that Kemba play down the stretch. Um, it's just really frustrating. Uh, Veronica in the chat, he hasn't had a good night in a while. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Kemba, I mean, you have to question it at, at some point how much he's going to be able to give you. I mean, he has had, I, I, I need a good look because I, I, I'm pretty sure since he's come back, he hasn't been completely terrible. I mean, he, you know, he, he at least has had some moments where you look at it and you say, you know, Kemba Walker's not going to be a total shot in something. Tonight was not one of those nights. And certainly tonight's the night to bat from Kemba. But his first three games back, um, or, or after the Knicks game, I should say, uh, so his, his second, third, and fourth game back, 19 points, 19 points, 21 points. Through those three games, it looked like, great, we're going to get a really good Kemba Walker this year. Really good. Maybe not all-star, but like, through those first three games? Or through those first four games, you know, those three on, on the uh, back end of that? He looked good. He did. And then since then, 14 against San Antonio. I'm 6-15. Then tonight, he was this, tonight was a stinker. Four points. I mean, I mean, four points for Kemba Walker. So 
I know you guys want to talk about trading him now. This would be his lowest value. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to wait another month to see, uh, I guess, where water finds its level. And we'll find out how good Kemba Walker is this year. I don't think he's this bad. I still think he could be a 19, 20 point per game scorer. But tonight was just wasn't his night. It just wasn't. Uh, and I thought it was going to be a good night for Kemba. I said on the pregame show, hey, look, Kemba Walker, the Lakers have Caldwell Pope and Schroeder in the back of the shooter. He was good tonight in the backcourt. Schroeder was good tonight. Schroeder was great tonight, okay? And he hit that shot at the end. And, you know, that and one that, that really looked like it was going to seal it for the Lakers. But Kemba didn't, uh, you know, LeBron and AD were the tough matchups. Kemba didn't have to work that hard on defense. So he should have been able to have a good night offensively. And he just didn't. Uh, Lewis, if Kemba, if Tatum wanted the shot, uh, he would have been sprinting down the court. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's tough when you're running transition like that. I, you know, I, I guess I agree with you, but I, I don't think, I'm not going to say Tatum didn't want the shot. I think Tatum always wants that shot no matter what. I think maybe he trusted his teammates at best. I mean, Jalen Brown had the ball, um, but I'm not going to say he, you know, it, when, the lucky thing about having those guys on your team is you can trust them, um, but unfortunately they, they didn't. Um, they didn't make the play. Lewis, uh, maybe he was expecting a timeout. I don't know who you're talking about. Tatum, maybe. I, I assume you're talking about Tatum expecting that timeout. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that was the case. Should they have called it there? Maybe. I, I mean, when Bra- the, the time to call it would have been when Brown was stumbling, right? When Brown was stumbling around with the ball. But I still think in transition, you have to take your chances. The percentage of scoring in transition are, are just so good. Uh, I know you guys are talking about the chaos. None of those Kemba stats matter if he can't perform against good teams. He looks good against bad teams. I can't be the only one who sees this trend. I just mentioned uh, two of his good games in there were against Philly. And so, and, and look, I, I don't know if you want to talk about Cleveland, but Cleveland's played well this year, and they've been one of the best defenses. So certainly their backcourt isn't great defensively. But, uh, I, you know, I, he had 19 to 19 against Philly. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what you want me to – how do you want me to, you know – Say what do you want me to say other than that? I mean, it's still early on. Maybe the trend will more shape towards that argument uh, during the season. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that right now. Um, he needed to ride the bench at the end of the fourth. So you're talking about Brad Stevens. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Tatum was hot. I, I think, I, I mean, the way it worked out, at least uh, you might be talking about a bit different stretch of the fourth, but right down the stretch the last two minutes, Tatum was rolling. And against the Lakers, like, you can't really against a team that has as many stars as the Lakers. Like if you were playing a, a bottom dweller in the NBA, maybe you can argue you ride the bench. But when, when you're going against stars, the Lakers have, you have to play your stars. Teague has to go like, all right. All right. So we talk about Kemba a lot. We'll, we'll talk about Kemba a lot through the show. Um, I, I know. I mean, you guys want to rag on, keep ragging on Kemba. I'm not going to stop you guys. This is the night to rag on Kemba. Kemba deserves the heat. And you just got to hope that, Maybe this motivates him to to get back on track, but this was bad, and this is the biggest stage you can have as a Celtics player playing against the Lakers, at least in the regular season. Uh, it, it doesn't get much bigger than this. You know, you're playing the, the most hated rival, and it, it's expected to be a great game. And we we did get another close, great game, but you have to come through. And when you don't, uh, Celtics fans are gonna be mad at you. And this is the most mad I've seen Celtics fans at a player in some time. I mean, you know, Kemba Walker. Uh, uh, he, he's been good here. It's, I mean, he, he and look, I, I was a fan of Gordon Hayward here, but he's been better than Gordon. I mean, he already beat an all-star team in his first year. He's dealing with uh, something right now. He's trying to get back from it. And this was his worst game since he's been back. It's not like this has been a trend. It's not like he keeps doing this. Uh, this is Kemba Walker's first game. But you guys keep talking about Kemba in the chat. I saw someone mentioned earlier, and I forget who it was, but uh, Jalen Brown's two missed free throws. That was huge, too. That was huge, huge, too. And, and, 
Jalen Brown, for all of the improvements he has made, and Jalen Brown is uh, almost, uh, in my mind, a a shoe-in to be an all-star. If you can say shoe-in. I mean, he is he is definitely going to be an all-star this year, okay? But for all the improvements he's made in his career so far, his free throws, his free throw shooting, I mean, it still leaves something to be desired. I don't want to say that too much because he has improved it year to year, but it's still under 80%. This year, 77%, which is an improvement. It's an improvement. So I don't want to speak too badly on it, but I mean, those two at the end, those are the two you can't miss. And I mean, the Celtics were kind of, I'm not going to say they were gifted those shots because it probably was a foul. It was a little bit of late call. The Lakers didn't love it, but they didn't ultimately challenge it. But I don't know what it was that got in Jalen's head there. Maybe he thought they were going to challenge it. Maybe the late call messed with them, but uh, that was tough. Uh, As a UConn fan, Cardiac Kemba hasn't been right yet this season. You're right. Yet this season, he hasn't. Uh, he's, He's shown, like I said, uh, in, in his first four games back, he had a few good ones in there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, it, it hasn't been good. But it's it's still a short sample size. So we'll see, you know, let's see how the rest of the month goes. Before we officially say we're going to trade Kemba Walker, get him out of here, ship him out, I know we're mad. I know the Celtics just lost the Lakers. We're all a little heated. He had a terrible night. But just let's let's cool it down a little bit on the, on the Kemba stuff. Be mad at him for tonight, but as far as the trade talk goes – Let's let's hit the brakes, okay? Kemba Walker, you know, is just just let's see let's see how he finishes. Uh, you know, I, I said a month, a month's over in like a day. Let's see, you know, midway through February. Let's check that out and, and see how it goes. Um, I guess you're right. He wanted Brown to take it, probably. Yeah, and Brown. I mean, he just kind of he lost his balance there. It wasn't a great pass. Uh, trade Kemba and Langford and a pick for Dejounte Murray. I, the Kemba, the Kem, the trade Kemba crew is that is that the new thing? We had trade Gordon for two years or, or maybe more. We had trade Gordon Hayward, and now we're getting the trade. Now is the new thing going to be trade Kemba? We're going to hear trade Kemba all the time. Like guys, he had a bad night. He had a bad night. You want to bash him for it? Great. You want to say how bad he was? Great. Say Kemba Walker failed in the biggest stage. Say Kemba Walker needs to play better against the Lakers. Say that you know. Pick apart parts of his game. Talk about the shot. Maybe you don't like the shot. Maybe he needs to look to pass there. Say whatever you want about what he did tonight. But as far as Trey Kemba goes, hold on for two reasons. One, I don't think he's this bad. I don't think anyone thinks he's this bad. I'm not saying you guys do. But he'll definitely turn around and have better nights. And two, you're selling low. Like, they're not going to trade Kemba Walker tomorrow. They're not going to get good value for Kemba Walker tomorrow. So if you want to trade Kemba, great. They're not doing it anytime soon. Uh, maybe at the trade deadline, but other than that, it's it's going to be a while. Uh, trade Kemba picks for Lonzo Ball. Uh, I mean, more of these just coming in. Hayward is looking really good lately. Shoe in for all uh, all star. Yeah, I mean, so hey, uh, look, maybe this is a, a lesson. Maybe that's a lesson we can talk about. Gordon Hayward. Everybody wanted to trade Gordon Hayward for a while, and ultimately, part of the reason that he maybe didn't look as good as everybody wanted him to here was because of where he was in the pecking order. And now that he's first in the pecking order in Charlotte, you can really see how great of a player he is. So when we translate that to Kemba, Kemba's definitely third in the pecking order right now. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, that's an excuse for how he played tonight. He needs to shoot better. But maybe, I mean, it's a role he needs to adjust to. Uh, You know, last year was an adjustment for him being the second option. He's never been the third option probably in his life. Probably in his entire life, Kemba Walker's never been the third option. 
at UConn and Charlotte. Like, never. Kemba Walker has never been the third option on any team anywhere. So I, I, I want to give him this excuse, but not only is he recovering from this knee injury, he's adjusting to a role he's never been in before, and we need to give him a little bit of leeway to get used to that. Um, he's an injury liability also. Yeah, I mean, he is. Kemba's knee is an issue. Can't deny it anymore. <sighs> Guys, Guys, I know you're mad. I know you're so... I know you're mad after that game because Kemba had a bad night and then he missed that shot. But uh, yeah, he deserves the heat. I just feel like now it's a little too much. Smart's injury is more concerning than Kemba's. I mean, we're not going to debate that here, but he's better off as a first option in Washington. Let's push for Beal and Lopez. I don't think you're getting Kemba for Beal right now. The only way I can see it happen is like a three-team trade, and I don't even know what other team you would throw in there. Uh, I mean... You'd have to take a look. I mean, maybe maybe Orlando, like Miami. I don't think Miami's going to facilitate you getting badly deal. Like, I don't know what team is going to want to deal for Kemba and be a third team in that deal. Maybe the Knicks. Uh, I don't even know about that one. But yeah, I mean, I get why I get why we all want to trade Kemba right now. But just you know, cut him a little bit of slack. Cut him a little bit of slack. Uh, Tice. I mean, there, there were some there were some good pieces of players in that game. I want to give some shout-outs to uh, some performances we saw tonight because it wasn't all bad. It wasn't just, you know, Kemba Walker kind of shitting the bed uh, against, the, against the Lakers, against their most heated rival. Um, we saw some really good performances. We already mentioned Tatum. What he did down the stretch was huge, 30 points. Jalen Brown, 28 points. So we talked about the Jays getting into the All-Star game. Guys, keep the votes coming. Like 58 combined for them tonight against the Lakers. Another huge night. Just get those two. Uh, at least they're also selections. You know, I know the game's a little wonky. Maybe it'll be played on 2K. I don't know. But, you know, we'll, we'll see on that. And Tice, Tice had the big, you know, those those big first 10 points in the first quarter, and then he was kind of quiet after that. Uh, so wasn't a great night for Tice, certainly. Uh, you know, it was a great first quarter, but uh, you would have liked to see a little more in those last three quarters um, because it would have helped out, especially in a one-point game. I know you guys are talking about Rob Williams in the chat. Um, how do you feel about Rob over Thompson? I mean, Thompson to me, and I've talked about it, I know a lot of people say Teague, but really Thompson to me has been the biggest disappointment of the season because uh, as far as any singular player goes, because he really was supposed to play the biggest role of all our acquisitions. Like Teague was supposed to be back to point guard, great, but Peyton Pritchard's filled that role and he's been healthy. So you don't need uh, Teague like you need Thompson right now. And Thompson has been struggling. And, and Rob, I mean – Rob looked good out there tonight. Rob had a good game. He really did. Uh, and, and you know, I think that, that you saw that. I mean, he was rewarded with, what, uh, 18 minutes. He played – Thompson only played 15 minutes. So, uh, Brad Williams had 10.7 rebounds. I know he had a couple blocks in the in the first half. Um, I don't know how many he ended with. But Rob over Thompson, I get it. I get it why Brad's doing that right now because Thompson has not looked good. And I don't know what they do with him. Uh I know I, I've saw I've seen some things online about them potentially trading him. Um, Rob just finished with two blocks; he didn't even end up getting any more. But um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with Rob over Thompson. I really don't. Um, William did good with some minutes. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Crazy, he did. Um, Tice defense wasn't great down the stretch. I mean, it, you know, it, it wasn't. And, and we saw them. It was interesting to see how they guarded Davis with Jalen Brown uh, instead of Tice at times. Um, but yeah, Tice. Look, Tice for the last three quarters of that game was not good. We need a young guard who can play defense and play make. Tatum and Brown have come a long way 
on both ends. Kemba just doesn't fit in a smaller uh, – Kemba doesn't fit in similar to Hayward. I worry that we're pushing good players out the door. And here's what I mean by that. It seems like the third guy is always the guy that people want to shake it up with. Or the last guy, the last star. So Hayward, get him out. He doesn't fit. Kemba, get him out now. He doesn't fit. Uh, Cleveland, in the in the you know big three uh, of Kyrie, LeBron, and Love. Kevin Love, get him out. Trade him. Doesn't fit. Chris Bosh, get him out. Ray Allen, he doesn't fit. Get him out of here. It's always that last guy in that group that gets a lot of heat that people want to get rid of. And... I think the reason for that is because he just doesn't compare to those other two guys who are, who are great players. And we need to slow down a little bit on that. Like, it, you don't always need to shake it up. I think Kemba, Brown, and Tatum can still work together. Um, would I like a younger star? Sure, but those aren't exactly falling off trees. Like, you can't, you know, no one's going to be knocking down your door to trade a young star point guard for Kemba Walker. Like, De'Aaron Fox isn't, you know, going to come from Sacramento. Sacramento's not going to call you up and say, hey, we'll take Kemba for De'Aaron Fox. Like, that's not happening. So, that's uh, it, going to be a tough trade to facilitate. Jokic, Wood, Ingram, Doncic, Paul, Brown, Tatum, Vucevic, Grant, Beal, Grant. Got my first round of all-star votes. Nice, Veronica. Nice. Um, let's get Edwards a shot at the one. Uh, you know, Edwards... I. I Look, I get what you're saying. Like, as far as maybe just giving him more minutes, that's fine. Carson Edwards is not going to be better than Joe Walker. I'm sorry. I mean, tonight, like, maybe he would have been just for one night. But uh, on average, like, Kemba Walker is always going to be the better player. He's still, like, a borderline all-star, guys. He's still that guy until proven otherwise. And by until proven otherwise, I mean, like, we're going to need to see this, like, this kind of play for a few weeks before we say – bench him or something like I you know I don't think that point is coming anytime soon and I would venture to guess we're going to see another 20 point night from Kemba Walker within the week like I don't think he's going to be you know 4 or 14 or whatever with you know if we, I think he's going to score four points every night two eleven. like I don't think that's happening um I see you guys talk about Rob Williams a budding star Williams did good in his minutes all that stuff um we don't uh we don't need an all-star at the point we need a facilitator it's an interesting point. Um, you know, you think back to the big three era, the Celtics' last big three era with Ray, uh, Pierce, and Garnett. That's what they had. They had a facilitator at point. It worked. But ultimately, you know, I don't know if it's that simple. I think what it comes down to is you need three stars, however you can get them. And if they fit together, great. If they don't, make them fit. I think that's kind of the way it works in the NBA. That's what you're seeing with Brooklyn now is like, do Kyrie and Harden fit together? Probably not. Just make them fit because they're all so good. It's all about the talent. So if you can find a player of equal talent to Kemba that fits better, like, great, awesome. Let's, like, I'm all for it. Do it. But it's not that easy. Like, it really isn't that easy of saying, let's get someone that fits well with these guys. Like, it, you know, it's not always, you know, <laughs> it, it's not like 2K where you can just build a team out of whatever players you want. It's really hard, uh, and like in an ideal world, they'd be able to do that. But um, you know, we I, we'll, we'll see if, if anything happens. I just I don't see them trading Kemba this year. We need Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray, I mean, he's he's a great defender. He'd be a great fit on this team. Uh, I, I certainly think. But you know, if you still need a third scorer, you it's, you can't Brown and Tatum can't do it all. You still need a guy that can score twenty points a night besides them. So. You know, DeJounte could do that to some extent, but uh, he's he's not perfect either. Like, I'm sure people would nitpick if DeJounte Murray was here. 
We don't need an all-star. Yeah, uh, I read that one already. Valid point, but I don't think it's that we just believed Kemba was a better fit. The sad thing is if he can't score because he was injured or whatever, he's a defensive liability and we won't win. That's true. But I'm not ready to, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to give up on Kemba being a good scorer. I still think Kemba Walker has that in him and it was just one bad night. And he's still getting, you know, back. He's still getting his footing back as for coming back from the injury. I get what you're saying. Like it was a bad, it was a bad night to have a bad night. Okay. It was against the Lakers. It was national TV. It was high profile. Everyone was watching. Everybody's heard about Kemba's issues to this point. And, you know, you, you tune into this game, big game, and you're expecting to see the Celtics have a great game. And, and Kemba, you know, does that on a national stage. It's not a good look, but um, it's still just one game and it's still just one night. And he can still, you know, bounce back and change people's minds. Um, let's see. Griffin is a point. He just wants to win. Uh, you can see it, he just steps it up when they're competitive. He would excel here. Are you saying Blake Griffin? Uh, that's interesting. Oh, you could scoop Griffin or Gordon at the four. Oh, I see you are seeing Blake Griffin. Um, with the except, I don't think you can get you can get Gordon with the exception. Blake's contract is a little too high, so you can't quite get Blake with that trade exception. Um, I personally do like Aaron Gordon. I've championed the get Aaron Gordon cause for a while. I, I like that idea for sure. Uh, I think that's that's a good player to use your trade exception on. It'll be interesting to see how, how the Celtics like that because they have liked playing Tatum and Brown at the three and the four and Smart at the two. It seems they're quite fond of that. Would they be willing to move Smart back to the bench and move Brown back to the two and everything like that? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I, I like that idea. I like Aaron Gordon. I think he would be great. Corver's still out there. Is it because he wants more than the minimum? I think it's because Corver is a little – I mean, he's, he's a little long in the tooth. And, you know, it, it just he he can't guard anybody in the NBA right now, Kyle Korver. So uh, I think that has a lot more to do with it than money. I, you know, I can't speak on if, if Kyle Korver wants more than the minimum. I wouldn't assume so. I think he'd probably be fine with that. Maybe he doesn't want to play because of the pandemic. Who knows? Like, that could be playing a factor, too. Um, Kevin plus the exception. So the problem with uh, the exception is you can't – You and I don't know if I'm going to go explain this accurately – but basically, whatever player you get can't be making more than, than the exception no matter what. You can't say like, oh, we'll take the exception money and then another contract and that'll match this higher, bigger contract. Uh, that's not how the trade exception works. You can't like aggregate salaries. You can attach players to the deal, but the salary stays at 27.9. You can't bring in any anybody making more than that. Um, that's just the simplest way to put it is that, uh, you know, you can't just, don't, just yeah, you got to, Dude, trust me, um, I'm not going to be able to explain it on the spot like this. But Keith Smith, uh, Keith Smith NBA has a great explanation of it, if uh, you can find it. But, um, yeah, you, you can't bring in anybody over that salary because of, you know, just the salary cap rules that you can't, like, you could just keep stacking forever, and um, that's not how it works. So that's, that's the one caveat to the trade exception. But, uh, yeah, tough night. Tough night against the Lakers, and, uh, you know, obviously the Lakers – it was gonna be a tough night to beat the Lakers. Like we knew that coming in. The Lakers have lost two straight. Um, and Kemba sucks. I know we've we talked a lot about Kemba, guys, how bad he's been. I don't know if we, we still want to talk more about Kemba. Um, Griffin, we don't need another injury ridden start. That is true. Uh Gordon seems interesting, but I don't think he's worth a deal, especially with Brown and Tatum can win now. 
I mean, the interesting, the fun thing about Gordon is that Aaron Gordon lines up timeline wise. Like he's around the same age as those guys. So you can, you know, they can hit their primes at the same time. You can win together. Like that's the fun thing about Aaron Gordon. Um, Griffin, you're right. Griffin is, uh, you're dealing with the same problems with Kemba right now. Like you just, he's a bad knee. Uh, and Griffin's knee is probably worse than Kemba's. So uh, you'd be dealing with a lot of those same issues and, He's definitely not worth the money he's getting. Like, Aaron Gordon's probably better than him right now. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think Blake Griffin works. Also, Griffin's going to want the ball a lot more on offense than Aaron Gordon is, and it's going to be weird a weird fit with uh, him and, uh, and you know, Tatum and Brown. It's just it, – I don't think it would work. Trey Kemba and Marcus, the Trey guys, just one game. I, I like – can I – can I – I, I'm all for being, like, critical here, but it's one game, guys, okay? So – I know it's the Lakers. I know it's big, and but you still got them. The Celtics are still in good shape. They're still, you know, uh, they were number one in the standings, but I don't think any of us expected them to be number one in the standings this year. Like they, you know, I think their projections were like four or five, like around there. And they're in fifth right now, 10 and eight, half a game back of the Bucks and Pacers. Like, I know, I know it's, it's not where everybody loves to be, but like you win tomorrow night, you, you know, you win your next couple um you, you know you're back in third place so uh 16 and 8 Gordon's making what 16 17 I think yeah I, I think he's making a little closer to 20 I don't I don't remember exactly but it's around there uh, so yeah I don't think I don't think Aaron Gordon's too overpaid I think that's a fine contract especially in today's NBA like Marcus Smart's making 12 and you know there's some other guys um who are also you know have bigger contracts than Gordon that, that you would probably be surprised at so I don't think Aaron Gordon's that overpaid I, I'd love to have Aaron Gordon here um the trade thought was just about tonight. I know, yeah. Tra- I, and I get why you're bashing Kemba. I said, uh, oh, it wasn't just about tonight. Um, yeah, well, I, I understand that too because Kemba, you know, it's it's been a long time coming that, you know, that he's had these knee issues, but, you know, you can't just trade him for nothing. So, you, you know, he needs to have some value if you want to get something in return. And I think, you know, Kemba, as he continues to find his footing here, he'll find his way back. Um, 14, 7, and 5, and 4, that's for Gordon. Uh, not as bad as a third option in Orlando. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Aaron Gordon and, – and by the way, like think about the switchability. Like it's all about defense. Think about how switchable your wing group would be if you had Gordon, Tatum, and Brown. Like all those guys are plus defenders. They're all pretty good defenders. And, and if Gordon's willing to accept a role, like many people have compared him to Draymond Green and said, I, I just wish Aaron Gordon would accept being a Draymond Green type of player because I think he could do that so well. Maybe in Boston he'd be willing to do that. And I think – I agree. I think he'd be, he'd be great at that. Um, do you think we need to improve at center? <sighs> sure. Yeah, they, they could use an upgrade at center. I don't know the path to get one. I think um, the the real way that if you're hoping to improve at center uh, to do that would be to go ahead and, and hope Robert Williams continues to develop because that's your best bet. And he has gotten better here. And I think if you look at his stats compared to where DeAndre Jordan's stats were um, through his first few years in the league, those guys line right up, like it statistically. So I certainly think that you know a center upgrade would be great. Yeah, would I like Nikola Vucevic? Sure, sure. Go get Nikola Vucevic. Go get someone at center with the trade exception. But uh, you know, it's it's very very difficult. Like you're not going to be able to call up the Magic and say, here's Romeo Langford and you know Aaron Smith and you know whatever a bunch of prospects that we don't know if they're that good yet, but they're okay and and give us, like, like Vucevic. Like, the Magic aren't going to do that. Vucevic is a known commodity. They're not just going to give that guy away. So maybe you can buy low on Bamba. Like, there just aren't a lot of great options. Uh, Justin, I see in the chat, man, what's going on? Um, 
Was Grant healthy? Uh, I, I assume you meant Grant. I assume you were talking about Grant Williams. Uh, Grant, I I, I, I didn't check. I, I can check to see if he, he – uh, I don't think he was on the injury report. I didn't see him on the injury report before the game. But um, – yeah, I, I'm not. I guess I guess he didn't miss this. I, I guess I guess he was, um, you know, out with something because he did he didn't play. I, I didn't see what it was. I didn't catch what it was before the game. But um, let's see if we can find it. I don't believe he was a healthy scratch. That would be odd considering how much Brad Stevens has loved playing him. I, I would be surprised if if he ended up being uh, someone that just didn't get any minutes because Brad didn't want him to. Uh, I mean, the Lakers matchup's interesting, but I guess uh, I guess he was a healthy scratch. I mean, I wish Em was here tonight because Em hates Grant Williams, and Grant Williams ends up being a healthy scratch tonight. That is, that is wild. Uh, he was not in the injury report. I didn't see it before the game. Um, that is something. That is something. Maybe was Ev coaching tonight? Did Ev trick us all? Was Ev actually coaching tonight, and he didn't want Grant? Uh, he, he, was that the reason he couldn't do the post game show? Is because. He just he uh, he was coaching. He wanted uh, to keep Grant on the bench. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, wouldn't a 22 year old guard scoring 25 a game fit well? You know, like Colin Sexton. That is a that is a shot. Uh, if you don't know what um, dead fishing, I believe that's your name. If I, if I said that right. If you don't know what dead fishing is referring to, Colin Sexton. The Celtics could have theoretically had Colin Sexton had they held on to the third Brooklyn pick, which was traded for Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah, the Celtics could have drafted Colin Sexton with that pick that was ultimately traded to Cleveland. Um, would they have? Who knows? It, there's a lot of different, you know, things that could have happened. Like maybe the Celtics would have passed on him. Maybe the pick, I don't know, would have been lower. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the Nets would have tried harder if they sell this other pick versus Cleveland. Who knows, guys? But yeah, ultimately, you know, I don't know. I think yeah, Colin Sexton, sure. He'd be, he'd be fun on this team. He'd be good. Um, I mean, you know, I, but it's just, we're playing, you know, we're, we're playing a, a lot of different games. They're saying, you know, we could have this guy, we could have that guy. Like, yeah, we could have had Tyler Hero last year or two years ago if, you know, we traded up and we, you know, we could have Tyrese Halliburton this year if we traded up and all this stuff. Like I called Felger about that last week. Yeah, I think I might've heard that. Um, look at Spivy KJ. You know, I always am, you know, Town. you know, what's up. Town guys, be sure to check them out. Uh, they're tuning in for this one. But yeah, Colin Sexton, sure. I'd, I'd love Colin Sexton on this team at this point. It would have been tough for the first couple of years, but yeah, now he'd fit well. Would he have developed the same way if he was on the Celtics versus Cleveland, where Cleveland kind of just gave him the ball and said, "You go for it, kid," and they just let him, you know, do it all, do whatever he wanted for the first, you know, two years there, and he was able to find his footing and turn into the player he is now. But would that have happened in Boston? Who knows? You know, would have a lot of things would have ended up differently, but. Um, yeah, I, I forget what I, 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 before reading the comments, I was going somewhere and I totally lost my train of thought, but, um, yeah, I mean, Tice, Tice was pretty solid tonight, but, uh, just, you know, couldn't get anything going beyond the first quarter. Um, I, th I, I, I mean, I think smart, I mean, you guys, I, you guys, one of you mentioned trademark of smart before and smart was, uh. You know, he wasn't great tonight either. Uh, he had, but you know, he had a few uh, plays defensively. I mean, he, you know, Smart did a lot of switching, and he uh, ended up switching onto Davis a lot, and he poked the ball free. Like he didn't do great against Davis. Davis got a couple rebounds again on him against him in, in early on in the the first quarter, and you know, the rest of the game. But uh, Smart was able to to strip him a few times, give him you know just 
cause chaos. And that's what created about Marcus Smart is he just causes chaos. But uh, it's interesting, you know, two of seven tonight for Smart, two steals, a block, seven assists. Passing was great tonight. Uh, set up Tice a couple times too early in the first quarter, which was great. Smart was fantastic facilitating the ball. But, yeah, I mean, he didn't play well uh, shooting at LEC. There's uh, two of seven. It's not what you want to see. I mean, Tim Brown, again, just ridiculous. I mean, do you know – those guys shot like 67.5% combined tonight. 67.5% combined for, for Brown and Tatum on 19 and 18 shots. They were 25 of 37 from the field tonight. 25 of 37. And the Celtics, they lost. So, And this goes back to what I was saying before. As you guys are saying, you know, they don't need more shooting around Brown and Tatum. Like they don't need another score. They need a facilitator and they need all this stuff. You still need that other score. You still need that third score. And Kemba wasn't it tonight, but he can still be that. And you still need to hope he can be that. Like, you know, hopefully you find it somewhere else. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you can't, you know, you can't trade Kemba for nothing and just say, well, we'll have someone facilitate and it's just Brown and Tatum scoring. Like, the Celtics need scoring. They need, you know, scoring other than Brown and Tatum. You can't just rely on, you know, Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice down low to get, you know, dunks and, and Robert Williams and all that stuff. Um, you mentioned the Stafford trade. We did see the Stafford trade. I don't want to, you know, Ev's, Ev's giving me his post, Celtics post game towards his baby. As he said to me, I can read Ev's text to me if you guys want. Ev texted me uh, today offering me, um, you know, offering me the chance to, to co-host this post or, or to guest host the post game show. And he said, treat her well. You know, it's my baby. Uh, you know, he's, the reason he's not here, he got, you know, he's, he's dealing with the dog. So he, he had to, and he's got some other things going on. His dog had, uh, had an operation of sorts. I won't get into it. I, yeah, that sounds weird. He got his dog. Uh, how can I say this in a way that won't make you guys feel sad about the dog? His dog had a very traditional operation, a very routine puppy operation that makes it so that your puppy can't produce more puppies. I think you guys know what I'm hinting at. Uh, so he's dealing with that and a, and a few other things. But, you know, th this all goes back to the point that, you know, I, I saw the Stafford golf trade. I think it's interesting. I think it's fun. But I don't want to, like, babysit Ev's uh, post-game show here and just talk about football. So we're going to keep it Celtics for now. But, um, yeah, Stafford for golf trade was a wild one and two firsts. Uh, that is – that is a crazy haul from Matthew Stafford. So good for the Lions, I guess. Uh, maybe they were also trading picks to get off Goss contract. I'm tired of I talked about it, and uh, I said I wasn't going to. <laughs> Got to give them more shots. I'm fine with 25 shots each if they can stay above 40%. I mean, the game doesn't always work that way. Like, you can't you can't just shoot 25 times a night, even if you're a superstar. Like, nobody really does that in the NBA. I mean, besides, like, a few guys who, for the most part, are on losing teams like uh, it's it's really not um, it's really not traditional to give anybody never mind two guys on the same team uh, 25 shots a night. I'm looking up the field goal attempt leaders in the NBA right now. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, let's see how quickly I can find it. Uh, yeah, it's really I mean Beal's the only one over, averaging over 25 shots a game. Beal's getting 26. The next highest is Tatum at 22 or 21 and a half. So. I get what you're saying. I get like, yeah, just feed those guys more. It, it doesn't always work that way. They're not going to always have open shots. It's going to, they're going to, they're well defended a lot. Like, and you know, you, you, you have to rely on those guys. Every team does, even winning teams, even winning teams have to rely on other guys to make shots. Sometimes it just can't all run through the superstar um, off topic, but I wish Bam was a Celtic too. 
Uh, it's not too off topic, but yeah, that's fine. I mean, Bam was another guy that was picked in those late teens, and you know, maybe the Celtics could have traded up for him too. And this is becoming a theme uh, because, look, it's hard to find players in the middle of the draft that way, but the Celtics have gone so long without finding a guy like that that you kind of look at it and say, yeah, I mean, I, I get what, like, it, it's tough. It's tough. But eventually, you should be able to find one, right? After, like, try after try after try, you've had so many shots in that range. Like, you had one Romeo, and we'll see how Romeo turns out, and, and Nismith, and we'll see how Nismith turns out. But, you know, James Young and Kelly Olenek and, and you know, Giannis was picked around Kelly Olenek and da 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 like, over and over, even Terry Rozier, who's like, okay, and like James Young, and like, Gwershon Yabuselli, and like, the list goes on. Danny Ainge has had so many, you know, shots in that teen range. And, you know, I'm not going to get on for one, not going to get on for two. You, you miss on two, even three. It's still tough. But could you have found one guy, one guy in that range who could have been like a Bam, or could have been like a hero, or could have been like, you know, a guy like that? Like, that would have been great. Or like a Colin Sexton. Like, one of those years. Because if just one, if just one of those picks turned into a third-level star that you could put next to Tatum and Brown, like, that's all you needed. That's all you needed. And, yeah, they haven't done it yet. So maybe they'll do it. Maybe Romeo will turn into it. I don't know. But to this point, that is a good point. You know, it's not just Bam. It's not just, you know, I wish they had Bam. Sure, yeah, I wish they had Bam. I wish they had someone, anyone, anyone that you could say they they used a pick like that and they it made it worth their while. Um, Chris, I was just thinking the same thing about Bam. Yeah, uh, uh, just was looking at their record and wishing they would blow it up and trade Bam the Heat. Uh, I, Veronica, I think, uh, I think you're wishing a little too, I, I think you're asking for a little too much there. I don't know that that's happening. Kemba Martin picks for Brad Beal. Um, not enough, not enough. Uh, you would probably have to trade everything. I don't know. Kemba Smart, Romeo Neesmith, Peyton Pritchard, like say goodbye to every somewhat valuable asset you have. And even then you're going to have to find a third team to trade either Kemba or Westbrook because they don't fit together. So that's what you're looking at. That's the pipe dream of getting Bradley Beal. If you want the pipe dream, uh, that's what it is going to be. Um, uh, let's see. I'm not saying they have to, but get them to be more aggressive. This, uh, uh, do you do football too? I do, I do do football. I know a little bit about football. I don't know if that's what you were talking about um, there. I couldn't see it with the 90s, 2000s, full of that. I couldn't quite see there. But um, but yeah, well, we're not talking about football right now. We'll talk about football another time. Okay, we, we will do that. Uh, Romeo is James Young 2.0. Chris! Chris! Oh, if our man on the pregames heard you say that, I, I can't think of his name right now. If our man on the pregames who comes in, he's a Romeo lover. I don't know. I, 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 clearly not here right now he would rip you apart um yeah Romeo I mean look I'm not I like to be honest with you I'm not a Romeo fan either I don't think he's I don't know that he's James Young but he could be um but I'm not willing to go that far just yet but yeah I mean Romeo look I'll give him the benefit of the doubt let's see you know let's have him come back for year two maybe he'll be better I don't know I'll give him his second year but beyond that I, I mostly agree with you I'm not a big uh, I'm not. I'm just not a big Romeo guy, so I'm kind of with you on that for the most part. Um, the Celtics should take Edwards uh, number four and give it to Marcus to remind him. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! 
Uh, you're a comedian. I love it. They should give us a Marcus Reminds of fourth option. That's good. I'll give you points for that. Dead fishing. That's that's good. Um, include San Antonio in the in the in the deal somewhere. Yeah, for for Kemba or, or yeah, I don't know. Maybe they could do that. If I'm Washington, I'm not giving up Beal without getting Brown at the very least. Not gonna happen. Um, yeah, I'd probably agree with you. Like I said, the the only way I could see it happening that Washington would ever be willing to do that is if like maybe. Uh, Bradley Beal came to them and said, like, I'll only play for the Celtics, which um, I don't know if that's, like, super possible. But, you know, I guess there's, like, an outside chance that, that could happen, like, that that maybe he'd, he'd do that. I don't know. But, um, like, that's the only way I could see him coming for less than than Brown. Um, also, uh, our soul on Langford, I don't see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I haven't seen it yet, at least. Like, I, he has an athletic body. Like I, I like to see, like on cuts and stuff when he when he's driving the basket like you can kind of see his athleticism, and he was highly recruited out of high school, but uh, I haven't seen like any sort of skill in his game, any sort of like shooting skill or anything like that. And defensively, like he's okay, but um, you know it's it's just like let's just see year two. I'm not gonna totally count him out until we see year two, but um, I, I don't like the early returns. Um, I'd rather have Brown over Beal, and that's the debate. And, and I agree with you simply on, on age. And, again, this, it goes back to the timeline thing. Like, uh, the, the timeline between um, Brown and – the timeline for Brown and Tatum together lines up better than the timeline for, you know, Beal and Tatum together. Like, Beal's going to age faster than Brown is. I'm, I'm bending down here for a second. Give me a second, guys. I just got to plug in my computer uh, so we can go for a little bit longer here before, so it doesn't die. Um, okay. Uh, here we go. All good. Thank you. Called bug about that too. Got a good, I got a good laugh. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't understand the Bradley Beal love too much. Again, he's a great scorer, but again, he's, he's leading the NBA in shots per game by like five full shots, which is a lot. It's a, that, that might not sound like much, but for every single superstar in the league, for Bradley Beal to be number one and it's not close, like five shots, a night per game in the NBA. That is a lot. Like there's that, that's the biggest difference in the field goal attempts per game rankings. Like, n- there's nobody, there's, there's no um, more, there's nothing more different than that. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, like that, that's, that's pretty crazy. So you have to factor in the fact that he's getting a lot of shots in Washington. That wouldn't be the case in Boston. Hit those shot attempts would come down. And defensively, he wouldn't be great. Where would he fit? Would you play him at the two? At the would you force him into the you know playing the one with Brown at the two and uh, Tatum at the three? Then you know what do you have there? Like who's your you know who's taking like you know those aren't roles. Those deals not used to that role as a point guard. Like would that really work? Um, who knows? But um, uh, here I'm, I'm just tweeting this out again. Uh, I'm going to tweet this out as soon so I um, so I can. You know, so we can wrap up rather soon, but not like too soon. Uh, so I just I, I want to make sure we get that out there. Anyway, um, yeah, but but that would be that would be it. Would be it was a weird fit. He's a weirder fit alongside Brown and Tatum. If you don't have a one, if you still have Smart around, maybe a Peyton Pritch around still. I don't know. Like it could make a little more sense, but defensively, it's it's not that good. Like Beal's fine. Beal's really good, but he's not great, and he's not worth giving up Brown for. I'm sorry. He's like. Bradley Beal is just, I mean, he like he, he's a high-volume shooter. He's getting a lot of field goal attempts. Like, he's the only option other than, like, Westbrook, who's not that great anymore in Washington. So, uh, a lot of his the, a lot of his points have to do with 
just how many shots he's getting. And and he's a really good player still. He's an all-star level player, but he's he's not worth selling the farm for. Um, Brown and Tatum are, are uh, one. We're not winning without them together. Yeah, that's I think that's and I think that's fair. And and look, the other thing that people forget about that very often is Brown and Tatum are still really young, and players in the NBA don't typically win at like 23, 24. It's wait until you're like 27. I think that's when Steph Curry won, when LeBron won, when Shaq won. Like that's a that's the age that people usually win championships. So Brown and Tatum are like exceeding where their peers in NBA history were. Um, at least the level they were getting to at their age. So uh, I think that does, you know, need to, I think that, you know, we do need to, to, you know, recognize that a little bit. I give up Tatum before Brown. I'll tell you what, before this year, I don't think that was a debate. Now it is. Tatum Brown, I always was, was Tatum. And I, I thought I was never really, you know, I never really wavered on that. You can debate that now. I mean, you really can. I didn't think it was one before, but now it is. So, you know, I know people are going to say, like, there are some people that are still going to push back on that and say, that's crazy. It's it's not that crazy anymore. I mean, maybe it's a little crazy, but it's, it's not that crazy anymore. It really isn't. You, you can talk about that. Uh, I'd rather trade for Cat. I think I would, too. I think I'd rather have Cat, but I don't think I'm trading Brown and Tatum, I think. Until it, until they show signs of not wanting to play together, I think you just keep them together. I think that's your best bet. Um, or we consider uh, any trade just saying, I see Brown more valuable. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, Veronica, I mean, I think you have a case there. I really do. Cat is a perfect piece. We were talking about that two games ago. Is there any chance? Um, I guess, what is your name? What is my name? My name is KJ Doyle. Bye, KJ Doyle on Twitter. But Cat, um, the interesting thing about Cat, and I, I talk about this, and all these guys, is... You know what? Is there any chance? Is there any chance? And if they want to play here, the answer is yes. Because once they hit free agency, you can side and trade a player anywhere. Anywhere you want. If Cat wants to come to Boston, he can go to Minnesota and say, sign and trade me to Boston. Boston can say, here's all these assets, Minnesota. Have everything. You can have it. Just get us Cat. And Minnesota can just say, okay, well, I guess like if we're only gonna, if this is all we're gonna get back for him, then sure, like, why not? And that was kind of the thing with Gordon Hayward in Indiana, and it didn't work out, but that didn't work out because Ainge kind of hates the Pacers GM, and the Pacers GM kind of hates him, and they don't like dealing with each other in the first place. And, you know, I, I presumably Ainge didn't want to help a team that's competitive in his conference get better, and that had something to do with it as well. Uh, but the, the thing is, you know, you're in different conferences with Minnesota. So, yeah, if if Carlin did count free agency and he says, I want to come to Boston, and he goes to Minnesota and say – I'm either going to sign somewhere else for nothing, or you can sign and trade me to Boston and you'll get something. Then Minnesota might just say, we'd rather have something. And, you know, so, so you can get those guys that way too. And people forget about that. Even if you don't have cap space, you can still sign free agents through sign and trade. And people often forget that. Um, Westbrook is fed up. Yeah. That, I mean, Washington's just a mess uh, in more ways than one. No, not anymore. <laughs> um, not anymore. Now that uh, we don't need to talk about, we're not going to get political. <laughs> I would rather settle um, with Cat and just get a lockdown point guard like Zoe. Zoe, uh, yeah, Lonzo Ball is a fun name to throw around because I do think he'd fit rather well with Brown and Tatum. But, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, he is on the trade block now, so that could be another guy that sells his goat and target. Um, do you believe in Time Lord long term? Ah, that's a tough question. That is a loaded question. Do I believe in Time Lord long term? I think that I, I like Time Lord. I don't know that I trust him just yet. I'd like to keep him around and see if he keeps developing, but like, I'm not betting on him 
being like anything. I'm not betting on him. Like I, I don't think there's any guarantee. I really like him. I just, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting any money on his his future. I, I, I hope he. I like I said, I think he projects kind of like DeAndre Jordan, but you know, it's it's not a perfect one to one comparison. Um, Brown Tatum is not a debate. Brown can't close games out and miss two free throws at the end there. Yeah, that's, that's one play though. And Brown, I mean, he's been playing better this season. He really has. He's outscoring him and he's probably a little better defensively too. So I, I know, I get what you're saying. Before this season, it wasn't a debate dead fishing, but it's turning into one. It, it really is. Um, uh, uh, let's see. I don't trust guards who can't shoot. Zoe isn't an option until he proves it for a season and can stay healthy. Once again, I prefer Jonte Murray, Elmeo. And Chris, like, that's great. I prefer Jonte Murray, too. You might not be able to get to Jonte Murray. The Spurs probably want to hold on to him. Lonzo Ball's available now. And maybe he can fix his shooting. You know, maybe Lonzo can fix his shooting here. And then, you know, the, the other element to that is you have a great facilitator that can get the ball to Brown and Tatum. And, again, that's great to me. Like, I, I was saying, like, that that's all fine and good. You still need a third score. You still need a third score. And if you don't have that, then Lonzo's kind of superfluous. Um, Time Lord is future of the Celtics to five. I hope so. I hope you're right. Add Wilts. What are you saying? Add Wilts at the end of games, like Wilt Chamberlain. Are you talking about Wilts? Oh, and Wilts. You're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about Wilt Chamberlain. Get Wilts. The Celtics need to get. Why don't the Celtics just trade for Wilt Chamberlain? No. Um, Brown Wilts at the end of games. Not always. Brown's Brown's made some big plays down the stretch. He made more big plays uh, at the end of games than he's given credit for. I remember Utah game a few years back, he had a game winner. That Houston game where he hit that crazy one to tie it. Um, Brown's hit some big shots, too. He just doesn't always get the opportunity because Tatum likes to be the man there, too. And Tatum has earned that right. You know, Tatum is really good. But I'm telling you, this year, this year, Dead Vision, you got to come around a little bit because Veronica's right. It's a debate now. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is a debate now. I mean, that that real this year it's become one. And it's it's fair to talk like it's fair to talk like that. You may have your opinion that it is Tatum, and that is a fine. And you know what? Uh, you know what? Different. I would probably agree with you. I would probably say Tatum too. I would. I would say. I would still say Tatum. But it's it's become a debate this year. Uh, it, it really has. Um, Isaiah Williams is another Bam similar. Uh, is another Bam similar to Mitch? I don't know which Mitch you're talking about. Just needs more time. Um, I think I know what Bam you're talking about. I, I don't see. I mean, Bam hit his. If he becomes that, that's that's great. But Bam hit becoming that type of player way before Timeless going to like Timeless taking some some time, no pun intended, um, <laughs> to become a, a you know a key play, player in an NBA rotation. Like Bam by year two was already really really good. So uh, you know sure that could be the case, but it, you know it's taking a lot longer to develop. Um, do you ever go on Gasper Murray for the Celtics show? I do not. If you want to have, if they want to have me on, that's great. Um, but I, I, I do listen. They, they do, a, they do a great job. I, I love Gasper Murray. Uh, I love the, what, what was the bit that Murray did last week? Um, Murray and uh, or Gasper and uh, whatever it was, the Tampa Bay. I can't think of the Tampa Bay play. Play with play uh, guy's name. Uh, but yeah, go go message Murray and tell him to have me on. I don't know. <laughs> Robinson Knicks. Oh, Mitchell Robinson, of course. Yes, Mitchell Robinson is someone he's been compared to a lot. Um, and yeah, Mitchell Robinson's a guy that, you know, got his minutes with the Knicks early. He's been playing well. I think that's an interesting comparison uh, as well. It's just, you know, time wins taking a lot longer to develop than those guys are. So I hope I hope he does get there. But, um, you know, so far he, he's not able to. So we'll see if he, he ever does that. How do you feel about Randall? You know what? I'm glad you have this up. I, I saw these rumors recently that the Celtics are, are making calls about Julius Randall. 
I would like Julius Randle. I think he's a lot like Aaron Gordon, except he's, you know, I mean, he, he he's his build is a lot like Aaron Gordon, and he could play, you know, the four similar to the way Gordon would. He's not quite uh, the same player because he's, he's much better offensively, a little worse defensively, like can handle the ball, can score much better, but, you know, isn't going to be the defender that Gordon has the potential to be. But just in terms of fit, like he'd fit in similarly, and he could certainly be that third scorer. Like, even like, I don't know if this is, a wild comparison, but think of like Al Jefferson, like Julius Randle can kind of do some of those things. He's a little more mobile than Al Jefferson was, but as far as like a post threat offensive minded guy, like Julius Randle has some Al Jefferson and he has just a tad bit of Al Jefferson, especially skill level wise. Like Al was like kind of an all-star, but could never get there. Only got there once in his career. And Julius is kind of like that too. So I think Julius Randle, has a little similarity style to Jefferson, um, but I like Julius. I'd love to bring him in. Tatum closes games. Tatum or Brown, but hey, no need to debate. We have them both. Um, Chris, you're right, uh, but it is. It's people are still going to debate it. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just what's going to happen. It's just the way it is in the city. I, I can't think of another good comparison. Like it's not often you see people debating. Oh, who's better on this team? You know, maybe Marsha and Pasta, or maybe you know, I don't know. Welker Moss, like, was that a thing? I, you know, it, it's you don't often see those kind of things. But the reason we do it in the NBA is because being the number one guy is so much more important than NBA. It's so much more valuable. So when you have two really good guys on the same team, it's like, whose team is it? And you saw it a little bit with, like, Curry-Durant. Like, Curry was the guy, but Durant's more talented. So is it Durant's team? Is it Curry's team? Who's better? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you saw that thing, so, like, you get those kind of dynamics sometimes. And, like, that's why Kyrie didn't like being this number two to LeBron because he was like, well, I, don't, I think I'm the number one. And so it's it's just a natural debate to have in the NBA is who's the number one on the team. Is it Brown? Is it Tatum? And that's why people debate it. In an ideal world, maybe we wouldn't debate it. But uh, we don't live so much in an ideal world. Uh, should we take a flyer on Randall? Good thought. I think this is a uh, this is his only year under contract. Excuse me. Plus only making 15 mil. Sure, yeah, if they can get him, if the Knicks have interest in making a deal with them, absolutely. The interesting thing would be Kemba for Randall. That would be the interesting trade. Would the Knicks do that? You know, would the Celtics do that if you guys really want to get rid of Kemba? That's a somewhat realistic trade for Kemba. If you want to keep it realistic and you want to talk about, you know, finding a way to trade Kemba, which I'm not advocating for. I don't really want to trade Kemba. But if you want to keep it in the realm of possibilities, uh, Julius Randle for Kemba, just, you know, there, you need to add some extra, you know, players in there, not only just to match salaries, but for other reasons, like, you know, team needs picks, whatever else you need to add in there. But just as a, you know, backbone of a trade, Randle and Kemba, you can start having that conversation. That is a conversation you can have. Justin in the chat, Justin Velasquez. Everybody go follow Justin Velasquez on Twitter. Uh, he's, he's great. I love Justin. Us Knicks fans raising the 9-11 banner right now. You guys are having a decent season. I think, Justin, I think you guys are, like, very high in the league in defensive rating. I need a look. But uh, let's see. NBA defensive rating. I think you guys – I don't know if you you guys are anymore, but you guys were, like, fifth in the NBA in defensive rating at one time. Uh, I can't look at it now. I'm just going to look at defensive efficiency, which I think is a little bit different. But uh, sixth right now. Sixth. So Tom Thibodeau, hey, he's, he's doing his job. Um, that we could trade for him, but Sabonis would be a great fit. Turner also. Chris, back in the day, back in the day after Terry Rozier's crazy playoff run where Kyrie was out, 
Back then, I was saying trade Terry Rozier for DeMontis Sabonis, and that was before Sabonis really blew up, and people thought I was crazy. And that would have been such a good trade to make because the Pacers needed a point guard at that time, and Sabonis wasn't really the player he is yet. He could have been like the Al Horford replacement is the way I said it at the time. Oh, I wish that would have happened. I wish that would have happened. That was the, that was the one that got away from me. I, I loved that trade idea, and I wish they did it. But again... Ainge and Kevin Pritchard hate each other, so they, they can't do they clearly can't make a deal together. Um, seems like anyone looking to get bigger payday uh, than what's available signs in the next short term. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. So bonus, you're good. Yes, the paces are probably on trading. So bonus, Chris Vucevic would be amazing. Shoots a three and takes the rim. Vucevic would be good. The only bad thing is he still doesn't line up age wise, but um, you know, I, it, I, you know, he he's he's a good fit short term, but is it really going to work long term? I don't know. Um, Kemba Randall, and we can try to get Quiggity. I don't think you're getting quickly. I don't think I don't think that's happening. You can you can hope, but he's playing too well. The Knicks just aren't going to give him up. Uh, probably not though. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, maybe they would throw Dennis Smith at you. Yeah, I don't know. Dennis Smith Jr. Says, yeah, he is. He's not good, but maybe they still. Last time I checked, we were third. Yeah, I mean, you guys are having six is pretty good though. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's pretty good. It's all right. It, it's you know it's better than Knicks have been in a long time. So. I don't know if this is good or not, though, you know, because you don't want to be in that middling range. You rather want to be in the playoffs, like solidifying the playoffs top six, because seven or eight, it's, it's not even going to be a series. But Or you want to be tanking. So, I mean, maybe you're in a worse spot now. I don't know. But, hey, at least you're winning games. Maybe the regular season will be semi-fun, you know. Um, I've read a ton of articles about trading for Turner or Mark. And then, yeah, Turner was the guy in the offseason. I don't know if that trade would still be possible, but certainly it would be great. Um, do, do we try to get Al back? Probably not. His contract's just too too ugly right now. I don't think Al's a guy that you, you really want at this point. Um, but, you know, a player like him would be great, but you don't want to be paying Al that kind of money right now. Um, yeah, it's Chris doesn't like the idea either of getting Al back. Um, screw the age. We need to win during these extensions and Tanner Brown uh, are risk of losing them. Perhaps, perhaps. I think you, you might be right there. Would I, all right, guys, last question. We're going to wrap it up. All right, it's already – is it midnight yet? We've gone, we've gone officially over an hour. It's about to be midnight. we got to wrap it up. I told Ev I'd take care of his baby here at the post-game show. I can't – you know, I can't go, like – we can't go all night, guys. All right, so we, we have to wrap it up here uh, soon. All right, we, we, can't, we can't just go all night. Uh, I would love to, believe me. I could talk Celtics until 3 a.m., but uh, we got to make sure – we, we uh, you know, treat Evan's baby baby right here, okay? So um, let's see here. Uh, who would you rather have, Redick or P.J. Tucker? Right. Um, I think at this point, P.J. Tucker, and this is why. Redick, at this point in his career, probably can't defend anybody. Like, I don't even know where they would play Redick defensively. Like, it, it just – it wouldn't be a good fit. I don't think Brad Stevens would like playing J.J. Redick. I just don't. I don't think he would like putting him on the floor. So I personally would like to go P.J. Tucker there. Uh, I think, you know, he, he clearly has a role in this team. Um, he could, clearly could play small ball five, even at the four a little bit if he wanted to. And I think he'd fit well with Smart. He, he, you know, the Celtics defense, I think, is 15th right now in the NBA. Maybe improved tonight because they didn't do a terrible job tonight against the Lakers. But P.J. Tucker, to me, fits in uh, much more smoothly. Anyway, Veronica, you said have a great night. Veronica, you do too. Going to hire you as PR CSI. They, they got it. They, got, they have to. Um, you'll hear me on Felger, uh, Jay in Grafton. Jay, I'll always look up for you, Jay. I listen all the time, so I'll be sure to I'll be sure to listen for your calls, Jay. Shout out to you. Uh, Boston Jamaican run of Duncan Robinson down the line. 
maybe uh, again Duncan like Brad likes to play guys that can defend and Duncan can't so um maybe in free agency but I don't know that Duncan Robinson want to come here and then again from New Hampshire so maybe you want to come back home now PJ Tucker is expiring uh what would we have to give up that's a tough it's a tough question um I don't think much probably I, I bet you know and it might be a lot and this might be a, well then again we, we we've had a lot of first round picks you probably have to give up the first if you give up a first the Rockets probably give them up um, and I think at this point, if you're the Celtics, you've taken so many rookies that you're, you're probably hemorrhaging first. Like, you, you need to try to get rid of some of these picks. So, yeah, I would say getting rid of a first for PJ uh, or Langford in second. Yeah, some people wouldn't like that. You're saying that, Veronica, but I'm fine with it. Uh, some people like Langford. We're not one of those people. So, Langford in a second probably gets it done. Um, I think maybe Celtics fans are hoping to give up a little less than that. Maybe just, maybe just the first. Uh, and I'd probably, I'd probably give up first before I give up Langford, just because I think there's some potential there. And like, if you're getting a first, it's probably like the 30th pick. So who really cares? Uh, West coast swing coming up, trade Romeo for anything. Chris, come on, man. Chris, give, give Romeo a break. Let's go swing going up late nights during uh work week. Rest up. I'll try to, you know, I'll try to, but uh, I'm trying to think. Let me look at these the Celtics schedule here because Jack uh, over at Bannertown, I'm sure you guys have seen his pregame shows. He does a great job on the pregame, and I'm on there sometimes. Um, but he was talking today. He's hated these these late starts for the Celtics. And, uh, yeah, wow, they're just getting later. 10, 10, 10. So uh, 2 and then 10 again. So uh, sorry to Jack. He's going to have to say even later for these late starts. Poor Jack, man. He, he hated them. Um, LOL trade for him and Udonis. I think we're, I think it's time to end it when we start talking about trading for Udonis Haslam. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Fishing. Um, it's gear uh, for sticking around. It's gear. Shout out to It's gear for sticking around the whole time. Veronica, I think you did as well. Um, Chris, I think you joined late, man. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But Chris, uh, shout out to you as well. Anyway, I'm giving you a shout out. And uh, Dean Zupi, thanks for coming in at the end here. I appreciate all you guys. Justin, if you're still here, man, thanks, thanks for watching as well. Um, sticking around for the show. I know it was a tough loss, guys, but hey, they'll have plenty more, uh, and hopefully they'll win some of these because you know they have they have had some tough losses here, um, you know, at the beginning of the season, and hopefully they can turn it around uh, and they can they can end up winning a few of these close games because it's been tough. Uh, have a good one, it's Gary. You do as well. Thanks for filling in uh, with a great stream. Thank you, appreciate it. Let them know. Let them know I did okay because uh, you know, it, like I said, it's his baby, guys. This is this is his baby. This is uh. He has he has much more like pretty graphics than I do. I need he needs to teach me how to get the graphics. I was also trying to use this camera, just like wasn't working. Maybe next time I'll figure it out. I'll have Ev like walk me through it. But uh, is Guy Boston Sports related to Guy in Boston on Felger? It is not. Uh, it is actually not. Maybe we'll have to do something. But um, yeah, Guy Boston Sports is just it's it's its own thing. Uh, so. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, subscribe on YouTube, you know, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I run the Twitter. It's always a fun time. So, um, just make sure you're, you're, you're keeping tabs and everything there. And I'm, I'm going to be doing more stuff on YouTube. I'm going to be filming some videos. I got this fancy looking camera for a reason. Uh, so we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be doing plenty of videos over there. I know Ev's, Ev's doing his own videos. So be sure to check out Ev's videos as well. Um, check out some of the Tommy Points podcasts because he's doing those. And, and those have been a good time with Color Sports and Dante Turo, who are two great guys. Um, so be sure to check those out as well. And, uh, yeah, guys, try, try not to go back and watch that final play too much because I know we talked about it at the beginning. But tough, tough night for Kemba. But uh, here's Kemba bouncing back. Thank you guys for joining the stream. Um, prediction for the West Coast swing. That's what I'll end it on, okay, because we really do have to get out of here. Um, but let's see. Clippers, uh, we got Warriors, Kings, Clippers, Suns, Jazz. 
Uh, I'll say three and two. I'll say three and two. I say they drop two of those. Um, they definitely, I'll say they drop, I don't know which ones they're going to drop, but they're going to drop two in there. Um, they should beat the Kings, but sometimes they slip up against them. So who knows? I'll say three and two. I think that's, you know, West Coast swings are tough. So yeah, I think that's what you're hoping for. If they do any better, great. <laughs> great. Absolutely fine. Thank you guys so much for coming in, tuning in for the stream. It was a fun time. We went an hour, an hour six. Um, so maybe a little longer than I've wanted to, but check out Evan next time. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'll join Evan in the future. Who knows what we have in store, but I appreciate you guys sticking around for this one and, and see me, you'll, you'll see me on the Twitter. You'll see me, uh, doing more streams, maybe at other times on the pregame show. I, I come on there all the time and it's always good with Jack and Sam and I'll, I'll, I'll do more stuff on YouTube. Okay. Since you guys seem to seem to have enjoyed this, uh, which I appreciate. So thank you guys again for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Hopefully with Ev after a Celtics win. <laughs> and uh, yeah, appreciate it as always, guys.